0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle.
1: Netflix shares fell after the company reported second quarter sales that missed estimates. The company also issued a third quarter forecast that fell short of expectations. It's partly due to foreign exchange rates and the price cuts in some markets. The shortfall overshadowed solid subscriber growth. Netflix added 5.89 million customers in the prior quarter. That was more than double what Wall Street was looking for. We heard from Dan Morgan at Sunovist Trust.
2: It's kind of interesting. They're obviously adding new subscribers. We don't know if this is uh, due to some of their lower cost initiatives like uh, basic with advertising, which is $6.99 a month. All the initiatives they've had going on to try to uh, get rid of people that are sharing passwords and so forth. So it looks like they're starting to get these people on board. But unfortunately, the average revenue per user, uh, the amount that they're gathering for that additional subscriber, seems like it's dropping off a little bit.
1: Netflix raised its 2023 forecast for free cash flow from at least 3.5 to 5 billion dollars. It's the result of a strike by writers and actors that has shuttered production and cut spending, so expenses down there a little bit. Netflix shares at the moment off 6.9% in late trading. Meantime, Tesla reported second quarter earnings and revenue that beat estimates, but gross margins trailed Wall Street expectations. The electric vehicle maker's margins are being squeezed by months of price cutting. It's a response to tighter household budgets and a wave of new EV competitors. We heard from David Trainer, CEO of New Constructs. The law of competition means that whatever margins Tesla is able to achieve now are probably not sustainable. And we're seeing their market share decline precipitously in China and in Europe. We think the same will happen in the U.S. And this is ultimately an industrial manufacturing business. It's not going to have the kind of margins that Tesla has now, and certainly not the kind of return on invested capital. We're talking about a stock price that's implying returns on invested capital upward of 70 80% for Tesla, right? That's just not going to happen. Tesla also blamed its shrinking margins on the cost of ramping up output of new battery cells, the Cybertruck as well, and other large projects. The automaker said it expects future hardware related profits to be accompanied by an acceleration of AI. Goldman Sachs' second quarter profit tumbling 58%. The bank was hit by a slump in investment banking and deal making. On the earnings call, CEO David Solomon said that the bank is now making some tough decisions that are driving the the evolution of the firm. Our results were impacted by several items related to businesses we're executing on a strategic transition and positioning the firm for the future. In particular, shifting our asset and wealth management business to a less capital-intensive model and the pivot to narrow our consumer ambitions. Goldman's equity trading revenue was one bright spot. It came in ahead of the firm's major rivals at $3 billion. Analysts were looking at $2.47 billion. Goldman has now clinched the top rank in the business uh, in three of the past four quarters in business trading. Well, Apple is quietly working on artificial intelligence tools that could challenge those of OpenAI, Google, Alphabet, and others. We get more here from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman.
3: Today we've learned that Apple is going all in on LLMs, or large language models. Uh, That's the heart of the AI technology that powers ChatGPT, Microsoft being AI, Google Bard, and all of these fancy new AI tools we've been hearing about. So they've developed their own underlying framework at Apple called Ajax to power its own next-generation LLMs. And it's also built an internal ChatGPT-like tool for use among its employees that operates very similarly to the tools we're seeing from others today.
1: Apple executives haven't yet decided on how to release the AI tools to consumers. On to China, the country has issued a new pledge to improve conditions for the country's private sector. Bloomberg's Joanne Wong has more from Hong Kong. The pledge appears to be a signal that Beijing wants to help lift corporate confidence as growth wanes. The statement is notable in that it was issued as a joint commitment by both the Communist Party and the government. The policy vows to treat private companies the same as state-owned enterprises. Local governments are encouraged to invite entrepreneurs for consultation before drafting policies. China has shifted its tone recently toward the private sector after wrapping up a crackdown on tech firms. Some analysts are skeptical that this is a Major policy shift, but they say it will be welcomed by the private sector. In Hong Kong, Joanne Wong, Bloomberg Day Brigade. I'm Brian Curtis here in Hong Kong. A couple of other stories we'll be looking at. Beijing says it will retaliate if the U.S. imposes new limits on technology and capital exports to China. China's ambassador to the uh, Xia Fong said Beijing will not sit on its hands. So that's one story. And also Alibaba injecting $845 million into Lazada, its online retail business in Southeast Asia. Lots of competition there, and that is a big cash boost. Now it's time for Global News. U.S. is saying that more time is needed to break ground on a climate agreement. Ed Baxter has global news in the 960 newsroom in San Francisco, Ed.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, didn't doesn't look like much progress, Brian, just flatly. Uh, this after three days of meetings between John Kerry and Shea Shinwa, uh, Kerry says, uh, not finished finding the pathway with clarity.
1: We came here to break new ground, which we think is important at this stage, uh, and It is clear uh, that we are going to need
2: a little more work.
3: He says both sides agree it is doable, but not. Yet. And as evidence of the lack of any real progress, President Xi Jinping says China will follow its own carbon reduction path. China's top diplomat says the U.S. needs more Kissinger style diplomatic wisdom and Nixon style political courage. Wang Yi says China's development has a strong internal driving force and is historically inevitable. Kissinger says it is important that two countries maintain engagement, and any attempt to isolate the other is unacceptable. Donald Trump has failed, does Another black eye and legal cases in court his attempt to get any get the E. Jean Carroll award tossed. He'll have to pay the five million dollars a jury awarded her. Meanwhile, Republican contender Chris Christie is vowing today on Bloomberg to keep the pressure up and to have Trump tell the truth. And Republican primary voters deserve the truth. They haven't gotten it from Joe Biden as president, and they haven't gotten it from Donald Trump either. And so part of it is just about telling the truth. So you'll see today, whatever issues you ask me about, I'm going to just hit it right between the eyes and let you know what I think. Yeah, and as well, issues involving Obamacare, immigration, national debt, all policies in which he says Trump promised Republicans and failed. White House says it is working on finding out the condition of the American soldier who crossed to North Korea. A spokeswoman, Karina Jean-Pierre, asked about whether China was Helping. I don't have any uh, any uh, engagement with China to read out to you at this time, but I can still tell you for certain that uh, South Korea and uh, and Sweden we have engaged with them. Yeah, we're learning today that Private King was going to be on his way to Texas, where he faced uh, further discipline for an assault charge before he charged north across the border. The number of researchers of social media and saying that uh, today that Elon Musk's takeover and policy changes since then, Twitter is seeing a surge in harmful content, which is causing a barrier to advertisers uh, bloomberg's uh, sarah fryer says it is a large big pile of research from the the anti-defamation league the center for countering digital hate uh, media matters uh, universities across the board looking at issues like um, anti-lgbt content um, racist slurs against african americans anti-semitic content um, q anon support Twitter answers new CEO London Eucarino saying that it is not true and uh, that they find harmful content at only 1% of posts. But Sarah says advertising sales are down about half over the concern. We've been hearing for the last few months from brands saying, you know, I I don't really know if I want to start spending again on Twitter. It's become kind of a cesspool. It's become dangerous. And she says Bloomberg reporters were skeptical. uh, But what we're hearing is that it's true a super challenge for Twitter revenue. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, and this is Bloomberg.
0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time.
1: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis here in Hong Kong. Let's get to uh, Carl Tenenbaum, Executive Vice President and Chief Economist at Northern Trust. Carl, great to have you on the program. Simple question. Has the risk of recession dropped at the same time that inflation or at least parts of it has, has receded?
2: Brian, great to be with you. Yes, I do think that the odds of a recession are coming down. We've seen that highlighted in research pieces from a number of houses. I think that's marking to market what we've seen in economic activity here in the United States, where we've had three quarters in a row that have exceeded expectations. And the now casts for the second quarter will get uh, full accounting on that in a few weeks. Uh, shows growth of 2.5%. That plus the persistent strength of the American labor market certainly doesn't make it seem as if we're going to fall off to the other side anytime soon. The good news is that we are seeing some categories of inflation show some moderation, but the challenge, Brian, is that some of the core elements, uh, shelter and core services in particular, are receding only very slowly. And So So that 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 will keep the...
1: Yeah, that'll keep the Fed on the case. Uh, And and do you think that uh, there is the risk there of of maybe going past one or two rate hikes uh, from here?
2: Uh, That's a great segue. They'll get together next week to add up all the data. I do think that they'll hike, obviously, this month. We have a second 25 basis point increase in our forecast for September. I think they're going to be frustrated, even with some preliminary signs of easing. Inflation is still well above the target. I'm not sure that they trust their models to uh, give them confidence that things will settle naturally. They certainly, Brian, do not want to find themselves at the end of this year having to hit play again after having paused and so better to front load the restraint by completing the process this summer.
1: Yeah, more conservative people probably are hoping for a little pause to reflect to see about the, um, the lagged effect of, of these rate hikes. Uh, and, and I suppose one thing that will show uh, is consumer spending. Uh, I think a big question here is, is the consumer getting close to being tapped out?
2: I don't think so. There are puts mm. and takes here, but the most important one, as, as you know, Brian, is that the most powerful support for consumer spending is wage income. We have mm. very low levels of unemployment, uh, new highs in prime-aged labor force participation. And as well, now that the headline rate of inflation is down to 3%, according to the CPI, we are now seeing real wage gains of over yeah. 1% for those who are working. And that's mm. going to give additional wherewithal to spending not to mention the fact that the stock market has rallied very nicely over the last number of months creating wealth effects for those yeah. who own shares yeah yeah we put it
1: all together uh, it seems like sort of steady as she goes recession doesn't seem all that likely but i'm curious the relationship between consumer spending and jobs w- which one breaks first i mean do companies keep everybody employed uh or do they start to think that they can get out in front? So do they move first, or do consumers and their spending move first?
2: Well, spending and employment obviously are very closely correlated and have effects on each other. Uh, With economic activity not only uh, ebbing a little bit, but in doubt for most of the last 12 months, I think it's been quite a mystery why more firms have not taken the step of lightening their Their labor forces. I think the challenge of achieving talent levels during the post-pandemic period has a lot of companies hoarding a little bit, or perhaps thinking that if we have only a mild recession, that they would prefer not to do a round trip into these tight labor markets. Uh, But certainly, uh, the fact that uh, labor is in short supply in many cases and has some power is producing the kind of wage gains that are helping with spending. Yeah. How
1: are companies managing their costs away from?
2: the labor cost. For most of the last year, they didn't have to do that quite as much, Brian. Pricing power on the part of large and small businesses was really quite high. Up until about six months ago, we've now seen a change of tone, both in the small business survey here in the United States as well as from some large corporates. And so they're really going to have to find productivity avenues in order to compensate for the rising cost of wages, which is among the many reasons why artificial intelligence as an avenue to higher productivity growth is getting so much attention right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, why is productivity kind of uh, languishing?
2: Uh, There are many uh, suggestions. You know, adoption is slow, but I think the transformational nature and the ease of use of generative AI may change that story in the years ahead.
1: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast-to-coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.